Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. We're your idiots, Marianne, Michelle, and Francesco from pneumaticminds.capital. Here, we interview the best investors on the planet to learn their secrets and tell them a lot of bad jokes. Then, we use their knowledge to invest in emerging market startups. Because this is the most effective way to lift people out of poverty and make outstanding returns. If you want to see what we are investing in this week, please join us at nomadicminds.capital. Good evening, everyone, and very welcome to our podcast. We are called VCs for Stupid Idiots where we are the idiots. And today we have with us a very special guest, Kyla, who also just told us that we are going to be friends. So that's great. <laughs> great. Kyla, could we begin by me asking to, to give us a little bit of a feedback about exactly who you are? Yep, absolutely. First and foremost, thank you to all three of you guys for having me on. It's, it's really a pleasure. So thank you. Uh, to get started, I agree. It would be good to share who I am. Sometimes you listen to a podcast and minutes into it, you're like, who am I listening to? Why am I listening to this person? So I want to make sure, and I'm glad that we're not going to make that uh, boo-boo here. So yes, I am Skylar. Uh, I'm the CEO of Boomerang. Uh, we're a technology-powered service that collects, stores, and returns lost items back to the correct owner. Uh, in short, we're sauce and found. Our mission is to get back people, uh, the items that they lose and the items that they love. A little bit about me. I'm from Ojai, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, California. I studied entrepreneurship in Philadelphia at Drexel University, uh, which is where I fell in love with disruptive innovation. Uh, from there, it's only fitting. If you're studying entrepreneurship, you're kind of obsessed with it and you kind of daydream, or at least for me, about Silicon Valley. I always wanted to go there. So I did go there and I went there for two years right after school and had an amazing time, met awesome people, uh, built some cool stuff. And then I finally got to move back to L.A., uh, where I've been for the past six years. L.A. is about an hour and a half from my hometown, so it's nice to be near family, but of course, still in tech. Uh, I'm the middle of three. I'm the son of Rebecca and Robbie, uh, and I'm a big grandma's boy. I spend a ton of time <laughs> with my grandma. Her name is Fredalina. Uh, we hang out every Friday. We have a blast together. Uh, my grandma loves YouTube concerts. It's this new thing that we've uh, uh, kind of really enjoyed sharing together. She loves live music. So YouTube brings like the concert into her living room. And she's a big Justin Bieber and Sam Smith fan. Uh, so we watch their concert concerts. Typically on Fridays, I go over there. I uh, try to do a half day and enjoy some music together. Another one of my life joys are my friends. Uh, I'm rich in having the most amazing friends, including you guys now around me. And <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course, my, my friends are super smart. They're kind, they're diverse, they're wildly ambitious and such a joy to be around. And they truly inspire me. I also love smoothies, hot lattes. I just got my first one on the day. It has to be hot, it has to have oat milk. I was on almond milk for a long time, but now oat milk is this new thing. And I'm enjoying the oat milk thing. Uh, I enjoy playing FIFA, uh, the video game on PlayStation, uh, hiking, mentorship. I'm super passionate about and traveling. And there you go. Now you know a bit about me. 
Wow, I love that. Thanks for sharing with with, it, with us. Yeah. Just a fun fact. Um, did you know that in Australia, export is boomerangs? Funnily, funnily enough, it's also their biggest import. Really? I had no idea, but that is an amazing fun fact to know. Thank you. A, I, think, I think there was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, boomerang is the export, but given this comeback, is also an import. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> that, yeah, that is too funny. Uh, 9 a.m. I didn't catch that joke, Francesco. Thank you for uh, no, making me aware of that. The, like the, the more joke we do, the more like people don't understand this. I think we are the bad ones, not you. Yeah, that's why I said it's going to be super lame jokes. <laughs> I like that one. You got much worse coming. (laughs) Bring them on. That one was good. Uh, How did you land on the lost lost and found idea? Yeah, so the initial idea of Boomerang came from my co-founder. His name's Philippe Engelbrecht. He's a Belgian man. Uh, He's really good at coming up with big ideas. And I think he's even better at building successful companies around the crazy ideas. Uh, His first company was Shazam, uh, which if you're listening to this, you may even have that app on your phone. It's a very popular app, a household name, I'd say. And so it was a trip to Cabo, Mexico last year for my 29th birthday uh, that Philippe shared his idea of solving lost and found with myself and my other best friend who was there at my birthday named Augustine. And from there, we started taking steps forward and turning the idea Uh, into a business. Uh, Anyone who's built a company knows the idea is usually the easy part. Um, And then actually turning that idea into a viable business is is what takes blood, sweat, and tears. So we've been at it now for about three months full-time. We were just kind of sitting on the idea for most of COVID and yeah, really started digging three months doing it full-time now. So that's where the idea came from. Wow. Wow. That's really, really fantastic. So, um, what do you call the security outside of a Samsung store? What do I call the security out front of a Samsung store? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, what do I call the security out front don't have, of... Don't have to think about it too much. I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Where are you guys <laughs> finding these jokes? Literally Ooh. just typing in lame jokes, Google. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So um, to get back to us, what advice would you give the founder uh, to a founder to choose their idea? Yeah. So I think, you know, as a founder, you, you have maybe four time to do four to six successful companies. A successful company can take up to 10 years, sometimes 20 years. Um, you know, if you're sometimes only six years and you're acquired or, you know, you go public and there's an event happens and maybe you get to move on to the next idea. Uh, so you need to be very selfish about what you spend your time on as an entrepreneur. And you need to think really, really hard about what ideas are, are worth potentially spending a decade or two or three on. So in your career, you know, you, you need to really pay a lot of attention to that. 
And before you dive in on an idea full-time, think about it. Like, this is what I'm going to do for the next decade or two. So for me, I like working on really big ideas that are either 10 times better than what's out there or that have never been done. Philippe gave me this formula years ago, and it's something that really resonates with me. In certain categories, you see, you know, there's 10 plus companies all competing with each other for market share in that category. I could, you know, to name like, I don't know, maybe um, banking is really hot right now, like being a disruptor bank or being a telehealth company or a meditation app. These are, are pretty saturated spaces. And for me, I like leading the dis- disruption in a new or a very archaic category and truly pioneering the unknown of that space. I think that's fun. I think, you know, being the first one to really shake it up, you learn a ton and, and it requires really uh, kind of entrepreneurs that can operate in the unknown. It's not to say that if you're in a saturated space, you're not doing that. This is just kind of my liking it is being, uh, you know, one of one in a space or being the first to do it. Maybe people follow, but I like kind of leading the way in, in the space. Another thing that I think founders need to think about is that paid acquisition continues to get more and more expensive. Like having a business whose main or even worse only customer acquisition lever is paid acquisition makes you very dependent on that lever, uh, which can be a massive risk to your company at scale. I think a lot of people come up with the idea and you're like, how are you going to get customers? Oh, I'm going to go to Facebook and Google and TV and Snapchat and TikTok. But like, what if those channels stop working? How are you going to get customers? So for me with Boomerang, that was a a big decision for me of like, I don't want to be dependent on Facebook and Google. Uh, A lot of companies are, and and I've seen that and I'm aware of that. And, you know, the idea that I wanted to work on, I didn't want to kind of survive or thrive or die depending on Facebook and Google. So yeah, that would be my advice to a founder thinking through startup ideas. One, think really big, try to be in a new category or an archaic category that you can shake up. And two, think of like, you know, how can you not uh, rely on paid acquisition so much? Yeah, that really makes sense. Um, I was also just wondering, why is money called dough? <laughs> Another joke. Uh, why is money called dough? I don't know. Eat it. <laughs> okay. Have you uh, raised money so so far, and how much have you raised? If you have, yeah. So we just wrapped up a quick round of funding. Uh, the amount is actually not disclosed yet, um, so I have to hold the amount for a bit. Uh, but it was a good amount raised and it allows us to grow our team, our product and, and operational footprint for Boomerang. So I'm happy with the amount. It was definitely uh, exactly what we were trying to raise or wanted to raise. And so, yeah, um, we wrapped it up and yeah, now we are hiring a ton and mm-hmm. doing all the things that we we're planning to do once we got the money. Fantastic. So I actually have a lot of good jokes about unemployed people. But none of them work, so I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 
Could you like give us a, a, a bit of explanation about how was your fundraising experience? Yeah, yeah. The the fundraising experience was super positive uh, for us, which I'm thankful for. Uh, we started the process and wrapped up the process in a jiffy. Uh, it felt like we were like, all right, checks. And then we were like, oh, no more checks. We're oversubscribed. And, and the reason I believe that was the case was because it's quite rare to have a super big idea like solving lost and found that hasn't been done yet. So many ideas just have been done and they've been done some by many players are now in that space. And lost and found is something that just hasn't been solved yet by technology. So I think the idea was big. Uh, the investors like that. And if you combine that big idea with a team of founders that have built successful big ideas before and turn those into successful companies. Uh, I think that combination, it's a bullseye for investors. That's what they want. That's what they're looking for. They really want to find big ideas and a team of founders that can do it. So when they see a company like Boomerang, they, they tend to want to place bigger bets, which is why I think we are oversubscribed so quickly. Uh, for me, it wasn't about just getting funding. There's so much money in the market. I, I knew we were going to get funding. Uh, but for me, it was really about getting the right funding, getting the right strategic investors who can help push our mission forward, who have the right relationships, who have the right experience to help take us to the next level and you know can really be valuable partners all along the way. And I'm super happy with the people that did get behind us. Um, it it's it's a dream come true, really. The people that got behind us, I can't share just yet, but they're rock stars in so many ways. And I'm super, and as a company, we're super lucky and proud to, to have them behind us. That's if fantastic. you had to write one line to all the inspired founders out there on a billboard, <laughs> what would you say? Ooh. That's a really good question. I've actually never been asked that before. And I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, that that's easy for me. I want to see more people test their luck and just go for it. I think so many people have ideas or, uh, you know, oh, I came up with Uber uh, before Uber existed. I've had that idea for years. You hear so many people that are like, I've had that idea, but why didn't you do yeah. anything with it? Why didn't you go for it? Why didn't you test your luck? I think Jay-Z said it best. Uh, you only have to be right once. And so the billboard that I would want uh, to be put up, it would say swing for the fences. That's a, a, a baseball analogy of like swing really big and try to hit a home run. And it would actually be located near a high school. I'm super passionate about getting kids aware of entrepreneurship and seeing them take career risk while they're young. And if you have a crazy idea to just go for it, swing for the fences. That's fantastic. That's really, really great advice. Um, so what special trades or skills would you say have helped you become successful? Yeah, I think yeah, I have, I'm so bad at so many things, like really, really bad at certain things. And then there's a few things I'm, I'm good at, and I, I'm aware of that. 
And I think that's important to understand the things that you're really bad at. And it's okay to and good to try to get better at those. Mm -hmm. uh, but something that's it's really hard for you to get better at. I'll give an example. Like I'm really bad with anything with the board, like snowboard, skateboard, um, wakeboard, terrible. I'm very athletic, but anything with the board, I'm terrible at. Like just not good at all. It's painful to watch. It's painful mm -hmm. to be around it. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, so I know I'm just not good with boards. Same thing with instruments. I'm super bad with them. Like, uh, you shouldn't be around me with a guitar or a piano. Yeah. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. You can't be really good at everything, but I think everyone is really good at something. Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, the few things I do really well, and I, and I think what my superpowers are, it, it, it's being able to connect with people deeply. Growing up, I, I always wanted to be a news anchor. Like that was my first like dream job was to be a sports news anchor. And I liked the idea of like interviewing people and getting to know them better and building that trust with them to open up and, you know, really open jokes between a question and another. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah. And tell them jokes between a question and another. Yeah. There's another one. Exactly. <laughs> It's actually what you guys are doing now. Like I really enjoy asking the right questions to get to know each other and establishing that trust and comfort between one another is super rewarding to me. So most of my successes have actually come from cultivating rock solid relationships and doing awesome things together with that person. For example, I met my co-founder Philippe uh, at a founder's event when I was 19 years old. I'm now 30. He was a mentor all through university for me. Uh, we've now done two companies together. And he's one of my best friends and a father figure to me. My other superpower, I'd say, is my work ethic. I think a lot of entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs have a strong work ethic. And, and yeah, I think my work ethic is very strong and I have a strong motor and I'm resilient. So, yeah, I think those two traits or skills are, are why I've had some success today. Great. So, um, do you know what you call a bee that was born in the United States? No. A USB. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Getting back. <mad. laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> Out of all the ones so far, that one is, is, is pretty good. Thanks. 10 points to me, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, could you tell us what your favorite aspect has been so far running your company? Yeah, without a doubt, it's hiring people. Like, I played quarterback growing up and, you know, played basketball and baseball as well, soccer a little bit too. And, you know, the winning team is made up of great people. The team that wins championships, it's great people that can work well with each other. And everyone has a skill set that comes together. And then you win games or you win championships with each other. So same thing with building a company. It's looking for the right pieces of the puzzle that you need to put in place to win and to win big. And so right now, I'd say 70% of my time actually goes towards recruiting the right people. Amazing companies are built by amazing people. I truly believe that. 
And if you're listening to this and you're looking to solve a big problem alongside alongside a super smart, diverse and kind team, please look at our open roles and apply. My calendar, most days are slammed with interviews and I love it. I truly love learning about people's backgrounds, their ambitions, uh, what they want to do on their next role. What are their complaints with their existing companies and making sure that like, that's not the same, same over here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my favorite part is meeting people and recruiting them, uh, and then getting them onboarded and seeing them crush it, uh, at Boomerang. Oh, that's really, really great. So, um, what is one thing you learned recently that you really enjoyed learning? Some, I was listening to a podcast last week. I forget which one, but I wrote it down in my notes. And something in the podcast that wasn't a new learning for me, uh, but I loved the way it was phrased. Uh, it was easy decisions, hard life. Hard decisions, easy life. And it's something that I agree wholeheartedly with. Like there are a lot of easy decisions in life that if you choose those decisions, it will result in a harder life, whether that's short term or near term or long term. For example, like if you just can't get off sugar and you love sugar and every morning you have a big bowl of, I don't know, cocoa puffs um, or lucky charms, like, yeah, it's an easy decision. They're very sweet and they probably make you smile and looking at the box makes you happy they're so fun there's little toys inside the cereal as well it's all fun um but long term that could lead to diabetes uh could lead to other health problems and so it's an easy decision but long term it's going to be a hard life if you make that one so even though you know uh some fruits or an avocado you know may not be as exciting for everybody it may be a harder decision but I think if you make that harder decision long-term, it could lead to an easier life. So I really like that. Easy decisions, hard life, hard decisions, easy life. I like that one. It's like the the dedication towards the hard stuff. It's mm. going to work out in the long run, right? Yeah. Exactly. And in a few years from today, where do you see Boomerang? I imagine a few years from today, people will lose something, whether that's on your hike or at a stadium or at an airport or airline, hotel, wherever it is, at the beach, at a park. And they won't become so frantic like they do today. When you lose something, it's truly like a doomsday moment. Everyone has their story that they've lost something. And, you know, you just freak out and it ruins your day. In South Africa, we lose things. It's just usually stolen. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Wait> that. <laughs> and if yeah. there isn't a place for you to even try to get it back, let's say you are a good person, you want to get it back to the person. There isn't even that outlet there today for a good person to do a good thing and get back the item of the person. So, I imagine a few years from today, if we do our job really well, which I believe we will do and will continue to do. I think when you lose something, you will actually have like a dose of confidence and optimism and be like, yeah, it's gone for now, but 
you know, thanks to Boomerang, I'm going to see it back. I want to flip that around. I want to strip out that frantic doomsday, ruin your day moment. And I think Boomerang can be that solution, not just in the U.S. I think it could be worldwide. Everyone could not be so scared of losing an item. Yeah, take away that fear, anxiety. Mm. Yeah, the fear of losing something. Oh, that's really freedom. Yeah. Um, We're coming up to the end of our podcast. And Michelle, do you want to take it away with our three super fast questions? Yes. So usually how it works is we have uh, three questions that we would like you just to answer um, basically in one word or in one sentence. Okay. So are you ready? (laughs) Who is your favorite person? My favorite person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would be good to receive that, the answer because it'd be before 2023. But yeah, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. My favorite person. Uh, Usually people say, like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I just want to put out there that no one should take any offense of who he chooses. It's just yeah. in the spell moment. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite person, I think it's my co-founder and mentor and best friend and second father, Philippe Ingobrecht. Fantastic. So um, what do you think is the hottest industry right now? Hottest industry right now. I think Apple Pay is changing the world. Um, I think our wallet mm-hmm. is going to... I don't know where my wallet is. I haven't seen my wallet in a long time. So I think (laughs) Apple Pay is the most disruptive technology in my life right now because it's truly changing the way that I leave my house. Fantastic. And the last one. So is there any country that you can expect or we can expect massive growth from from your side that you think is going to like boom in the next year or so? For Boomerang or just in general? No, 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 like any um, like country like that you feel in general that could like create a massive spend, growth. Yeah, the yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think Turkey has a lot of uh, growth potential. I think we've seen it out of Israel. I think Israel is a, a great tech scene right now. Um, you see some gaming stuff coming out of Malta. Um, I think... Turkey, they're they're getting there with the gaming companies. Some gaming companies have got some funding, but I think there's so much more to come out of Turkey. Fantastic. So that's the end of our podcast questions. Hello, <laughs> thank you very good. much for being a part of our podcast this evening. It was fantastic to have you and we learned, learned a lot. Absolute pleasure to be on. Looking forward to listening to it and really thank you again. Thank you, Scholars. Thank you so much. Alrighty. Yeah. See you guys. Have a great day. Thank you, Skylar. Bye-bye.